1: Oh, what I was saying before um, I got on the call with my boss is that I can edit this episode. Oh, cool. Because you have to read plans this weekend. You're going to see Taylor Swift this weekend. (gasps) Tara, I forgot. (laughs) Oh, I'm totally putting that in the episode. (laughs) Hi, everybody, welcome back to Go More to Consider with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. So we teased a little bit of our merch drop to come on our Instagram today. Yes. Actually, over the last couple of days. Um, once with our Patreon besties and then to our public-facing besties, which I'm really excited about. You know this, but I have been wanting to do this specific product for like over oh, a year. For for longer than that, like so since I met long. you. I know. I'm like, oh my God. I really wanted in our first merch drop to have kind of a recreation of the Lorelai pink tie-dye t-shirt from season one, episode two. I mean, it's so iconic. It's so Lorelai. And we're actually doing a pretty
2: Lorelai-themed merch drop. Yeah, kind of how she affected us and who we are as people. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so I was like, huh, here's the perfect time. And what's great is that we have a warehouse that we do all of our our printing through, and it looks like it's going to be a really good T-shirt, so I'm very excited know, for you all. To excited, see it. <laughs> and we can't wait to share more
2: about our newest merch drop over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, speaking of, um, Lorelai influencing our personality, can I tell you a little personal tidbit? Tell me. Um, about me. Tell me. Um, so you know, yesterday I got little, like a little procedure, got put under, nothing wrong, just like you know, had to, had to do a little moment. When I woke up from the anesthesia, I immediately started making jokes about everything, <laughs> like, just like for some reason, I just like could not stop. Like cracking jokes. I was completely lucid. What were you saying? I was talking to the nurse. Her name was Emily. I was like, "Oh my gosh, my favorite uh, author's name is Emily." And I like gave her like a full recommendation of Emily Henry books. And then I was like, she was giving me the pictures of the inside of me that they had taken. And I was like, "Am I just as beautiful on the inside as I am outside?" <laughs> and just like could not stop cracking jokes to this woman. And they like brought me because they like you have to get in a wheelchair after, yeah. like, to leave. It's just like policy. And I was like, "Oh, I'm the princess." And I just was like, "Stop." <laughs> like my whole my brain was like stop saying these things stop saying but these you things. Couldn't. it person. was like word vomit it was like Lorelei I could word not vomit. she truly was like in my it was Lorelai in my mind just like one after another, just like could not stop doing it. I'm obsessed with that. Um, Most people,
1: you know, share their deepest darkest secrets, cry, etc. When they come out of anesthesia, and you turn into Lorelai Gilmore.
2: <laughs> Any of them, none of them were phased by it. But it was really when I sat down in the wheelchair and I was like, "Oop, I'm the princess." Where I was like, "Stop, shut up, Haley. stop." Like it was like I was very lucid, but like someone else had my mouth, and I was just like. Stop talking to them. Stop talking. You don't need to know that your nurse is a Pisces, and that now she's leaving work immediately to go get a book that you recommended to her. I was like, stop it. I love that so much for you. I love that. So I def- my brain defaulted to um the one that uh, Amy Sherman Palladino created for me. <laughs> Truly. Truly, it did. Oh, I love it so much.
1: Well, on the topic of Lorelai, it was just her birthday last week. We celebrated with a little bit of a toast. And
2: as promised, this week is going to be a little bit more of a roast. A roast. A roast indeed. We don't, you know, we all roast our mom a little bit, don't we? A little bit. Um, we roast and our I friends. Feel like we feel more uh, agency to roast our fictional mom because, boy, is there a lot there. There is a lot to roast. So first, we kind of open it up
1: to Instagram. And we had people submit in, you know, some roasts. And I'm gonna start with some of the ones that are like built as roasts. You know, when you roast someone and you're like, "Hey, you have more blah 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 than a blah blah blah." You know, it's like that's kind of a (laughs) singular roast. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember? (laughs) Do you remember in the Office episode of The Office? Yes. Do you remember in the Office when they roast Michael for his birthday and then he gets Uh all upset? Can I tell you, that would yeah. probably be me. I take everything personally, so yeah. I would probably be very upset. Boom, roasted. But they roast <laughs> Michael Scott, and that's kind of what I was thinking of in the Lorelei realm of this. And some people came back with that, but also people came back with, you know, hey, this is a problem that you have. Why do you always do this? Well, so, that was kind of exactly what Michael's roast was about. That's true. It started out in jest, but then actually became a full-blown roast. Yeah. So let me read some of my favorite ones. All right. Your relationship with coffee is more stable and consistent than any relationship you've ever had.
2: Oh. <laughs> Boom, roasted. <laughs> that one's funny because coffee beans are roasted, isn't it? That's deep. Someone said I couldn't roast
1: her, I would just take all of her clothes, but I thought at first it said I couldn't roast her, I would just take all of her clothes off. I was like, wow, bold. <laughs> Whoa. You
2: guys think it's roasting in a different way. Yeah. Steamy, if you
1: will. Very steamy. <laughs> Remember that time when Lorelai had a healthy approach to a marriage proposal? Oh, wait. Boom. Roasted. (gasps) Damn. Why do you keep falling in love with men who want to sell your house? Boom. Roasted. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Can we back up? (laughs) What? (laughs) Why do you keep falling in love with men who want to sell your house?
2: Who wanted to sell her house?
1: Luke. Christopher. Uh
2: When did Christopher want to... Christopher did want to sell her house. Yeah, in season seven. Yeah. When does Max want to sell her house? I don't
1: know if Max ever talks about selling her house, because I think he was meant to move in. Remember, he tried to bring his printer, and then
2: she... Yeah, on the ring doorbell. Well, on that
1: topic, this Barbie couldn't break up with Ken in person, so she ghosted the wedding. Boom. Roasted. Wait, I love that. <laughs> Roses are red, violets are blue. Holding Caulfield is an unreliable narrator, and so are you. Boom, roasted. <laughs> okay,
2: Jess Mariano, I love it. drop in the literary rough.
1: Lorelai Gilmore could win a gold medal in the Olympics. How? Just put one of her problems behind her and off she goes.
2: <gasps> oh my God. She is an Olympic runner at running away from her problems. It's true. Usain Bolt could not keep up with her. <laughs> Can you imagine entering the Olympics in the category of running away from your problems? Yeah, I know. Epic sprint marathon, really. Lorelai is the most committed
1: to being uncommitted in 99% of her love interests.
2: It's just she doesn't have commitment issues. She's just committed to the wrong thing. Yeah. (laughs) To not committing to anyone. Fair. These are all so fair. God, I would never want anyone to do this to me. (laughs)
1: Lorelai is so clueless, Cher Horowitz is jealous. (laughs) Oh, Lorelai would love that one. As much as Lorelai loves black coffee, she never notices when she's the pot calling the other kettles black. Oh, so those were some of my favorites. I kind of love that they turned them into actual roasts because that's yeah. you know, you want to be able to say boom roasted afterwards. Uh, yeah. Some people said like, "Girl, you're ugly. I hate you. You are mean," and I was like, "Ooh,
2: that is ugly? very
1: different and also incorrect."
2: <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Graham, ugly. Those are. Two words that do not go together, two phrases, if unless not is connecting them.
1: And like it would have been, I really was hoping that somebody like when I started seeing those pour in, I was really hoping someone would be like, You're tacky and I hate you. Remember that from (laughs) School of Rock? You're tacky and I hate you. Boom. Roasted. But yeah, yeah. some of these are, you know, pointing out things about Lorelai that aren't her best qualities because she's a human being and we are all built that way right um so a lot of people brought up you know the fact that she kind of was buddy buddy with Dean how much she really liked him a lot of that like yeah kind of energy between the two of them in season one
2: that we all kind of call into question that like questionable sexual tension (laughs) whereas like Amy watching that she should have called for cut that was too sexual yeah that's um
1: Back. And I think beyond that, it was also that, she, like, people felt like her kind of being buddy buddy with Dean after Rory broke up with him was a little weird as well, which we yeah. actually just talked about.
2: We just talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because where we're in like, the midst of
1: that on Patreon. We're re
2: watching that. We're a little bit like, huh. To some degree, like, yeah, like, it doesn't mean that we have to be broken up. I know. That's maybe my least favorite Lorelai to Dean line. Or no, it's that one where she's wearing the glasses in the kitchen. Of, like, it's so good to have. Well, back. that was, yeah, that was first episode of season two.
1: But yeah, in season three, she is very much in deep fried Korean Thanksgiving, saying to him, you know, just because you and Rory broke up doesn't mean we have to break up. And obviously, it wasn't said with that connotation. The intention of yeah. that line was for her to be like, look, you don't have to be you afraid of the me. market. You work at the market, we're in this teeny tiny town. I go to the market. Yeah. So, like, please do not feel like you have to be weird around me, which I appreciate that sentiment, but the wording could have been a little different. <laughs> Yeah, but we actually had some of our besties call in with their opinions on Lorelai Gilmore. And speaking of season three, our bestie Alyssa has something to say about Miss Lorelai Gilmore during that time.
3: Hi, besties. Um, My name is Alyssa, and I'm a huge fan of your show and, of course, our Gilmore girlies. I guess calling to roast Lorelai is a very difficult thing to do because, you know, she's our queen. Everybody loves her. But if I had one thing to complain about, It does drive me a little bit crazy how involved she is, I guess, in Rory's decision-making on which college she will attend. I've been doing a a rewatch of season three recently, and I noticed um, a couple of times the episode where Richard and Emily take them to visit Yale and Lorelai says something like, It's Rory's decision, and it's my decision, and that's all that matters. And then later, in deep-fried Korean Thanksgiving, when Rory says that she's applied to Yale as a backup, Lorelai says something like, we applied to Yale? When did we apply to Yale? And it just drives me a little bit crazy that it is ultimately Rory's decision, and although she can be opinionated, the whole we applied to Yale. No, we didn't apply to Yale. Rory applied to Yale. So I guess that's probably my biggest pet peeve that I would have to roast Lorelai on. Um, But thanks so much for listening to my voicemail. I love you guys so much. Have a great week.
2: Thanks, Alyssa. We love you too.
1: Thanks, Alyssa. We love you. Um, Honestly, you know, we spoke to this on Patreon very recently because we just covered a deep fried Korean Thanksgiving. And I would venture to say that we both felt exactly the same way. Yeah. I could not get on board with Lorelai and let the games begin, which is the episode where Emily and Richard take them to Yale and yeah. with deep fried Korean Thanksgiving. But she brings up a really valid point. Alyssa does that. She
2: says, we it's always, a Oh, we all the time. Their codependency never shines quite as brightly as when Lorelai says, we are going to college. Yeah. Cause she says it like, it's not just in season three. It was like in season two, like this has been our dream. Like, mm-hmm. That sort of thing. That like she really is on this path with her, but like as much as it like it's great that she set her up this way, because I never think there was any like pressure once she was on the path. It was kind of maybe like she put her on the path, Mm. not necessarily conveyor belt. And once she was there, I don't think that Lorelai was very much like that pushy parent of like you have to be the best, you have to do this. Rory just naturally did it. Mm. But I think in some ways, Lorelai ended up stunting Rory. Mm -hmm. And that's where this comes in and like let the games begin and deep fried Korean Thanksgiving by saying we and doing it in this way and like Rory feeling like she couldn't tell her that she had applied to Yale. Mm -hmm.
1: I was just about to say that. I think that that's a huge reason why she didn't tell her like, hey, it's literally a requirement at my school, this prestigious school that you sent me to so that I could have the opportunity to go to a school like Harvard yeah. That, like, I can't just apply to Harvard. And I know that we talk about this in Let the Games Begin, that, like, Richard speaking down to Lorelai in that entire we hate conversation I don't love. That yeah. he's like, you didn't go to college. You don't know what this is like. You don't know what this process is. And while I hate that, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. And, From a very logical point of view. Yes. And something that he says to her that I think is very important is... I, I don't remember the exact line, but he says something to the effect of like, I'm not going to squander away Rory's opportunity just because I'm afraid of hurting your feelings. It's more important than your pride. And yeah. I was like, ooh, say that, babe. Like, yeah, it's true because she is fighting so hard against Yale that like, A, she's turning it into a codependency thing of like, we applied, we applied to a, another school. And like, it didn't leave Rory any room to tell her yes we I applied to another school because like you've created this dream for the two of us that is her dream you know she like you just said in application anxiety when she sees that girl upstairs who's like in the bunny costume at the Springsteen's house where they all you know are kind of cookie cutter went to Harvard Ivy League and she went on her own path she's like oh you're on the conveyor belt and she's like no my mom never put me on the conveyor belt yeah. And I do think that's true. But she did create this kind of like codependent. We we are doing this. It's our dream. We're yeah. applying to Harvard um, that it becomes such a betrayal. And Rory didn't feel comfortable sharing that with her because she's afraid to hurt her mom. And it's like this yeah. is personal. This is literally just Rory's future. And It should not be about Lorelai, and Lorelai makes it so
2: much about her, and that, like, really frustrates me. it's so naive. It is. Because it's Natalie, Emily's friend at Thanksgiving, that's like, oh, a school like children would never let Mm -hmm. Rory just apply to one school. And it's like, Lorelai. Lorelai's like, what? (laughs) And And it's it's like, it's so sweet, and, like, you know wonderful that you have this like undying belief in your daughter Mm. that she's going to get exactly what she wants and like people are going to want to have her at harvard the admissions department's just going to be so excited to see her application i love that energy towards your daughter sure but you know you know she needs to apply other places there's no way yeah
1: and in that regard like i said this on patreon like i was kind of like team Richard in that moment I didn't love the yeah. way he spoke down to her I did not love the manipulation that's why I
2: was team Lorelai but
1: I felt like he was right I felt yeah. like he was like he I wasn't can't do this wrong. because you're gonna flip out but the reality is your daughter needs to have other options I went to Yale I can get her like a little bit of a leg up this doesn't mean she's not going to Harvard this just means she has another opportunity and I get it Richard was manipulative, but like he totally was. Yeah. I think the intention behind it was with Rory's best interest in mind. And again, yeah. having to kind of squander this idea of needing to please Lorelei and not wanting to rattle that cage, which yeah. Rory hasn't mastered yet.
2: No. And I don't know that she, really I don't know that ever she ever does, does but uh, because Roy says the same thing to Lorelai. you didn't go to college, you don't know. In so it's like, five, yeah. It's that kind of comes back around for her, but I will say I was about to disagree with our bestie Alyssa when she started talking about them like deciding colleges, but like my mind immediately went to when they're like making the pro con list for the schools because when Lorelai comes back around I was like no you want your parents to kind of like help you and weigh in but like oh, up that's until this different. point that's yeah different. but that's where my that's mind different. immediately went but
1: also I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with Lorelai wanting to be involved in Rory's college application process No, but it's that she got so hard and fast on yeah. Harvard that like it didn't leave Rory any room to you know, apply as backups, because we talk about this on Patreon. I don't know that she would have been as bristled by Rory applying to just Princeton as a backup. Yeah, or
2: like Princeton and Columbia. Mm. She'd be like, yeah, those are those other schools. You got to do it. Mm-hmm. But it was because it was her parents, and she doesn't want anything to do with that. And it's just so juvenile. I'm sorry. What's Get- that line in Deep Fried? You can't let Rory have one thing of ours. You or- can't let Rory have one piece of our lives. You hate us that much. That's the oh. one. Yeah, and it's like exactly what Alyssa said. It's that we, it's the we of it all. When it should be you, or in Rory's case, I. And I'm glad that she comes around to that because,
1: like Rory going to Yale, honestly, was the best option for everybody. Oh, totally. So it does come around, Especially but I think if you're that Logan. I think that this growing pain of you know. It feeling like a betrayal that she even applied to Yale, much less is going to go. I'm glad yeah. that we, you know, moved past it. But I think to see it was,
2: yeah, a toxic trait of Lorelai's. Yeah. Not to not to toast Lorelai and our roast, but she came around really quickly. She did.
1: Yeah. Well, at the end of Let the Games Begin, there's a shot of the two of them, kind of Macy Gray style, from the pilot, both reading yeah. the pamphlet. Because Emily says to her, just think, if Rory goes to Yale, she could live at home. Consider that on your cab ride home.
2: I totally think that was it. That was all of it. That was the entirety of Lorelai changing her mind. Mm-hmm. But she was like, oh, oh my I don't want to get a rid of my... Me. Yeah, she'd have to get rid of her emotional support, Rory. Yeah. The show would have no, been she's very different if she had gone
1: Harvard. Very yeah, different.
2: a lot more Sherry. Ugh. Christopher would have been in season four.
1: <laughs> Ugh.
2: So thank goodness for Yale. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Alyssa, for
1: calling in. A point that we very, very much agree with. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category, including beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, and more.
2: And as you all know, I love shopping through the Rakuten app. Every time I shop online, I always start there to see what the cashback deals are. It's incredibly user-friendly, membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. The best part is you can maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals because the app lets you know what the store sales and coupons are at your favorite places to shop. Speaking of favorite places to shop, I love shopping
1: Anthropologie's post-holiday sale where they put their clearance on clearance. This year, not only did I get savings on top of savings, but I also got cash back by shopping their sale through Rakuten. Cashback rates are changing daily, so make sure that you check their site or your app to snag the best deals.
2: Start all of your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app like me to start your saving today. Your cashback really adds up.
1: Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love...
2: I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tacovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up, or when I'm sitting at my desk recording the podcast, because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tacovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and
1: quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. new styles and looks again for a limited time just enter code gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. only at tacovas.com. that's t-e-c-o-v-a-s dot com and point your toes west but on the topic of christopher did i segue perfectly <laughs> yes you did <laughs> we actually had a caller call in about some thoughts and opinions on Lorelai's relationship with Christopher.
0: Hi Tara, hi Haley. I love your podcast. It's my favorite. I listen to it when I doing dishes working out all the time. I will caveat this by saying that I love Lorelai. She is my favorite character on the show and all I want is to be a character in her world. Okay? Uh, but my roast for her is actually regarding her relationship with Christopher and how I think that affects Rory. I actually don't think there's any confusion about whether Chris left her to raise Rory on her own because it's, like, literally stated, like, three or four times throughout the show. And I think this idea of whether Lorelai didn't let him be a dad comes pretty much entirely from Emily and Richard simply because she wasn't willing to get married at 16, and that was how they interpreted that. I do understand that he was 16 at the time, and so whether he really intended on just being gone or not, the fact of the matter is that he wasn't there to raise her in any capacity, but he always had the choice to. He just wasn't making it. And so... My issue specifically with Lorelai is that she never holds him responsible for not being a father at all to Rory, and when she talks about him, it is almost always like he is some helpless puppy that just can't get it together, and not like he's a grown-ass man. And I understand that like Lorelai, he was 16 when Rory was born, but it's not like he wasn't there for a year or a few months. It was her entire life up until season seven, essentially. And beyond a few standalone scenes, he only ever showed an interest in being Rory's father if it meant he could be with Lorelai. It's always, oh, if he could just get his shit together, et cetera. But to me, like, that's the thing. He can. He's an adult. Just like she is, he just wasn't getting his shit together. Not for her or for Rory and not actually, she just wasn't ever holding him responsible um in the way that she was talking about him i think that it's commendable that she wanted to make sure that rory and him were able to have a relationship and didn't want to poison the well but i do think there's something to say about still teaching your children teaching your you know your daughters how it is and isn't okay to be treated by their their fathers and whatnot and i think that in the future that could affect how rory sees her relationships with um, other people especially if I mean we know she gets pregnant at the end and obviously Logan wouldn't be like Chris but if it hadn't been Logan I mean who knows it just teaches Rory not to hold Chris responsible for his actions either even when she's allowing herself to be upset with him she repeatedly states that he never intended to do this or that and he means good and he just can't help it like he doesn't have control over his own actions and I I do think she gets that from Lorelai just not holding him accountable, um
1: yeah, I'm sorry, this is so long, but and then she got cut off. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow, that was great. That was almost like perfect timing. I know, but so eloquent. Yeah, I love to start off with, like, I love Lorelai, but I think that sometimes we need to be a little bit more honest with the people that we love because we love them. Of course. And this was, like, the perfect way to do that because, like, wow. I know. At first I was like, wait, is she mad at Lorelai for Chris not rape being there? I was like, how was she mad at Lorelai? And then, oh oh yeah
1: because it was kind of roasting all involved right it was roasting Lorelai it was roasting Chris and it was yeah. kind of roasting Emily and Richard for constantly putting this idea on Lorelai yeah. and Rory that this like he started a big fire to roast everyone <laughs> literally it's a campfire it's a bonfire
2: <laughs> wow that's so true though Tara's over here snapping at all of these thoughts like I can't even pick which one that I want to pull forward first mostly that it's just like hold him accountable like he is not a helpless puppy well that's what my question to you was going
1: to be my first question was where do you think that she held him accountable and didn't because I do think that there are moments Ooh. when Lorelai does hold Chris accountable but they're small moments I think big picture she doesn't hold him accountable and where's yeah. the line between like our bestie said like not wanting to poison the well and not wanting to influence Rory's relationship with Christopher and holding him accountable
2: yeah. That's a oh, hard that's so, line to walk. That's so hard because, like, we have in um, Christopher Returns, is it? Um, is that the one where he re- returns? Yes, that is the one where he returns, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. We're, we're, we're live today. Um, season one. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, in the kitchen at the end mm. when he's like, I want to be a family. And she's like you that, we've been here like what the fuck man yeah um so I feel like that is a little bit but she still lets him go and she doesn't he doesn't it's all about Lorelei. it's all about getting back with Lorelei. it's yeah. never about like really truly truly showing up for Rory no she nailed it our bestie nailed
1: it in her phone call when she said yeah. that like it's a lot of him showing up and wanting to be in Rory's life involves him wanting to be with Lorelai I would argue yeah. the only time we don't wow. really see that is like in probably seasons five and six a little bit sprinkled in like season five when he shows up because he's like, you know, I know you don't want to see me, but
2: well, season five, he shows up because he needs Lorelai's help raising. No, I'm talking about with Rory.
1: With Rory oh yeah and he shows up and is like hey i want to buy you coffee and she's like i please don't talk to me and he's like i want to have a relationship with you and this is right before you know his dad dies that didn't feel like wanting to get back together with lorelei it didn't feel like the goal was to get back together with lorelei until emily planted that seed in season five right before we'll lose
2: yeah She's a got a green thumb, that one. She can grow anything in anyone's little toxic
1: mind. But I think part of the reason that Rory doesn't want to have a relationship with Christopher, or at least like talk to him in that moment, is because she's like, I know that you're going to come in and ruin everything for Mom. And she was right. And she was not wrong. Um, yeah. But then in season six, when he actually comes to uh, Lane and Zach's wedding with Lorelai, And, like, remember he and Rory are, like, texting on the sidekick? That feels very platonic. That didn't feel like a ploy to, like, get back together with Lorelai. It felt like they were actually all in a really good place at that point.
2: Well, because he's paying for Yale at this point. Yeah. When he gets all that money, he's like, I'm rich. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's interesting, like, well, when we get to that, like, we'll have to break all of that down. Because it for Chris, it was, like, almost the sense of... That he needed to be in a good place in order to show up for them. And if he didn't feel like he was like a perfect person, then he was not going to show up in any capacity, which mm. is like a terrible way to be a parent. I know. As I'm saying all this, I'm like, we're just going to have to, unfortunately, break this down in a Chris episode. I know oh a lot God, of people I were like, know. do we need one? Do no, but I think we, we do because it's
1: all of it is in yeah. relation to Lorelai Murray, which is yeah. the central focus. And also like kind of the impetus for them having such a close relationship is it just being the two of them for so long. That's the entire yeah. premise of the show.
2: Oh gosh. This, this voicemail has like, I know it has up little opened little up a can brain. of worms. <laughs> I know there's so much there's to unpack so
1: because it's so, it's so on the nose Like, this bestie hit every point perfectly. And again, in me saying that, I think that there were moments that Chris shows up where he, like, wants to be in Rory's life, and it doesn't necessarily have to mean being with Lorelai. More moments than not, he shows up throughout her life wanting Lorelai in addition to his relationship with Rory. It's just, oh, it just complicates things on so many
2: levels. (laughs) No, because that's, it's me immediately thinking of haunted leg where Mm -hmm. he comes in and she's like go be somebody else's dad which like what a fair statement from rory gilmore yeah because like where have you been this whole time to suddenly want to like need to show up for this other little baby that's coming into the world like congrats Gigi. um yeah but rory's been here this whole time what was it that i was saying recently on patreon that like Chris likes babies and Sherry just wants like an adult child Mm -hmm. and like once Rory was a baby like done being a baby Chris was like well but what would I do with that (laughs) I like babies not kids yeah no totally what's interesting kind of taking it
1: uh back to the early seasons is that I feel like when Christopher shows up when Christopher returns um I feel (laughs) like Who's Archibald? <laughs> Who are we roasting in this episode? Haley or Lorelai? <laughs> um, I think that when he first shows up, a lot of that episode is Lorelai kind of holding him accountable. I mean, when he goes, when Rory yeah. goes like bouncing off to do her homework and she looks at him like, what the hell are you doing here? What yeah. are you doing here? I know that you're not just here because you were passing through town. What's up? Like she kind of always holds his feet to the fire in that episode.
2: Yeah. Does she ever do that again? I don't know. I don't think so. Cause I guess like recentering the roast back to Lorelei yeah. and the way that she handled this. Yeah. How do you think that would have gone over? Do you think that was like as Rory being her child, because Chris didn't really help raise her, that there was like a developmental like, part of this for, for Rory where, like, Lorelai needed to be, like, if you are going to be here, be here. Mm-hmm. If you are not, like, make that known sort of thing. Yeah, like, for sure. Is it just, like, this open door where he can, like, come in willy-nilly and play with her? Like, she's, like, a, you know. Little toy. Well, it sounds Little like toy. it was more the latter, unfortunately. And then Rory was actually
1: the one to kind of set those boundaries and be, like, if you're going to be here, when be here. Adult. You know? And even when she was a teenager, she kind of says to him in... I can't get started at the end of season two. Like we've been waiting for this for a long time. We take this, we yeah. take disappointment very seriously. She warns him. She's like, yeah, this has been a long time coming. And if you're not serious about this, don't do this. And the irony of that is palpable. Yeah. But everything before that, which I think kind of informs a lot of how we feel about Christopher and those early seasons in the way he shows up and in the, like the kind of, you know, push and pull with Lorelai. I think she really wants to give him the benefit of the doubt because she loves him. And I I agree. I don't think she wanted to poison the well when it came to his relationship with Rory. I don't think she ever wanted that because I think that that can be a really slippery slope. If you have conflict, and I commend a lot of parents who go through divorce or split up and are raising a child and, like, co-parenting and succeeding at that because, like, there are so many feelings between those two people And that can be really, really challenging to not put on your kids.
2: Yeah, not rubbing off, like, your disdain for this person onto them so that they develop this, like, disdain based on how you feel. Exactly, because that is very, very possible and very easy to do because
1: kids are very impressionable. And so I think that in doing that, I think that – I don't think she purposefully ever – didn't hold him accountable I think that the reason she didn't hold him as accountable as she may have had they broken up and you know they were both single without Rory like it just didn't work out it's almost like a divide right it's almost like she doesn't necessarily hold him as accountable as she should when it comes to Rory because she wants Rory to make those choices on her own but when it comes to the two of them I think she holds him more accountable in their relationship. But that can be a really, like I said before, a very hard line to walk. Because those two things, they are a bit of a Venn diagram. Yeah. His relationship with Rory and his relationship with Lorelai does come together in the middle.
2: Yeah. Do you think it's a fair roast then? Because, like, the idea of, like, they do treat him like he's a lost little puppy, like he can't help it. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's a fair roast that, like, she kind of just let that happen and let him go through their lives like that? I don't think she was at the helm of it. I think that she
1: was, she participated in it, but I think that it was a joint effort from Christopher's parents, from Lorelai's parents, and then subsequently from Lorelai and a little bit from Rory.
2: Yeah. Like Lorelai could have maybe been a little bit more honest and direct about it. Yeah. But I do think in the back of her mind, like all I can think about is like in presenting Lorelai Gilmore when like they're about to kiss in the town square and he's like, I have someone. And it's like. The last we saw him in Christopher Returns when he returned um, was, <laughs> he was like, I want to be with you. Like, we're going to be a family. But now, all of a sudden, like. to marry you. Yeah. He's with someone else. And I think that he was very emotionally immature. Like, I don't think that he ever yeah. um,
1: grew up. But it doesn't sound like anybody in his life ever held him accountable for anything. Like, like I said, Strobing Francine blamed Lorelai. For him not being there. And for him not going to Princeton. Our son was bound for Princeton. <laughs> I love it. You know, it. for him not going to it. Princeton. So they blame Lorelai. They don't blame Christopher. Richard and Emily don't blame Christopher. They blame Lorelai. Yeah. Lorelai, I don't know that she's blaming anybody. She's just saying, hey, it happened. She blames
2: him a bit, yeah. yeah. But But, yeah, I think that, I think it's fair to blame her to some degree. Because, like, she didn't. It's hard to protect your daughter from the man that's walking in and out of her life mm-hmm. seeing what that's gonna do to her in her mind um, and her desperate need for validation from everyone because her father can't stick around for more than two consecutive episodes. Yeah
1: but you know what what else I think that it's it's also that like Lorelai just has this soft spot in her soul for Christopher. She says yeah, something to Suki and Christopher Returns in, in the Independence Inn where Suki's like, tell me what's going on. And she's like, you know, he does this and he does that. And then he shows up and he smiles. Yeah. And it's Christopher, you know? That's what I mean. Uh, like,
2: in, like in Christopher Returns and presenting, like even when he comes back towards the end of two, it's just like, uh, why are you dazzled by this very bland man?
1: <laughs> uh, a question we should all get tattooed on our foreheads. <laughs>
2: Stop being dazzled by blandness.
1: Something I should have written in lipstick on my mirror every day of my 20s. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> honestly, yeah. So, like, I guess we can fault her for that, but isn't that a fault of all, yeah, we'll I think that all was, of us? Yeah, I think
1: that was a group effort, honestly. Yeah. I, I agree, but I would say that Lorelai kind of holds him the most accountable.
2: Yeah. And that she does the the least, bare minimum, but it's I know. still there. Lorelai and
1: Rory eventually, I think, hold him the more accountable than Emily and Richard and Strobe and Francie yeah. ever
2: did. Ooh, all I can think of is in the revival when Rory goes to see him and she kind of just like lets him off scot-free. Like, just like, okay, you weren't there. That's fine. Mm. She And he's like, it was always going to be you and your mom. Mm. And Lorelai let him believe that. Mm. So we can roast her for that to some degree, but I don't want to blame Lorelai for... A man's problems.
1: Yeah. And and I do agree with our bestie on like basically every single point that she made. But like, yeah, I do think to a certain extent she didn't hold him accountable, but I would not necessarily completely blame Lorelai for that. I think that was a group effort. And those are my thoughts on it. But speaking of the revival and the seasons of the revival, it's springtime my friends it is springtime yeah my allergies are horrible oh they're <laughs> popping off
2: and like we did for fall and like we did for winter we wanted you a spring episode oh break down everything spring oh my gosh i love it the, the town event with the flowers dancing oh that's my god that's all i can think of
1: right now i love it i cannot wait the
2: children dancing as flowers
1: rather <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you for clarifying <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> suddenly this was a fantasy show so we're gonna do a little springtime episode for y'all and we'll have more to say on that in the next episode
1: you want more Gilmore to say join us on Patreon where you can listen to our spoiler full rewatch podcast Gilmore Revisited where we're currently
2: watching season three you can also join us for live watches our community discord page and get monthly merch discounts to our old-fashioned merch shop at gilmoretosay.com and be sure to follow us
1: on Instagram at gilmoretosay podcast where you can stay up to date on all things Gilmore to say
0: what's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas